Good morning. Today is Friday, February 10th, 2023. It is Super Bowl weekend, and we are doing a watch spotting episode, uh, GOAT edition, with my man Adrian. Go Birds. There you go. Adrian, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. I am excited. I am pumped. I just beat Nico in a three-round tournament of ping pong. I'm a little sweaty. You beat him? Oh, I thought he was winning. I'm, I'm victorious here. I am undefeated. Anyway. Yeah, we're going to have Nico on the show next, so let's, I have to warm up for that, so I might need a game of it's, ping pong myself. Let's talk about a couple of goats. Number one I goat. Like goats. Yeah, goats. You know, we are definitely a, a member of that club. Um, but we got the number one goat. It is Tom Brady. He just showed off how special he is. On and off the field, obviously. The fact that he re, you know, announced his retirement, he did it in style, showing off a watch that has rarely been seen on anybody's wrist. Now, he is an IWC ambassador. He just showed off the IWC Portuguese Turbion hand-wound skelet. Is that pronounced right, skelet? I think it's just another term for skeleton. Okay. Open work. Yeah. So a little bit of information about the watch. The skelet was something of a mystery. It never appeared in IWC's catalog, um, nor was it ever written about by any journalist. Uh, the watch just appeared in boutiques, kind of out of nowhere. Only 25 pieces of this were made. Um, the skeletonized dial makes it uniquely, or totally unique in the Portuguese line. Literally, no other Portuguese has comes as a skeleton. Um, just a couple of information, you know, a couple of pieces of information about him. Throughout his career, Brady has used watches to mark occasions. He bought his first IWC shortly after winning his first Super Bowl a full two decades ago, so 20 years ago. I mean, that's, that's an amazing career that the guy's had. Um, when he signed his contract with Tampa Bay, he wore an IWC uh, with a very fitting name. Uh, the, the, the name of the actual model was The Longest Flight. So he might actually you know, have, been, have had the best and longest flight as a GOAT. Tell yeah, me about I mean, the he's, watch. He's the, well, just a little background about him. He's the only NFL player in history to win a Super Bowl in three different decades. So that just says something that, you know, that just speaks volumes in itself. I mean, a lot of people get upset with you for saying he's the GOAT, but I think you, I, I think almost unanimously people have solidified the fact that he is the GOAT. Who is, who would, hey, yeah. listen, people are going to throw Joe Montana in there. They're going to say Aaron Rodgers is better and all the, the, at the, at the end of the day, it's the accolades that count. He is a yes. seven time Super Bowl champion. The dude left his beloved Patriots with, under the helm of Bill Belichick, went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won at the age of 40-something years old. He is undoubtedly the greatest football player to ever step on the field. What do you think about his whole, like, the, the retirement that he did a little while ago, then he came back, and now he officially retired? I mean, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, there's only one person to ever really do it like that, and that was Jordan, Jordan. so very Jordan-esque. Yeah. Uh, however, I think uh, the uh, latter part of Tom Brady's announcement of retirement was much more successful even though it was short-lived just like jordan's he actually won something yeah. and he performed and he was still top in the league in yards whereas jordan was definitely on the on the decline yeah let's do a quick wrist check what do you have on your wrist today so i have the bulgari octofinismo and skeleton ceramic and it just goes with the all black fit i'm feeling i'm feeling everything black i'm feeling stealth i'm feeling mean i'm feeling excited <laughs> for for sunday it's, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Yeah, I mean, we actually, off camera, we just talked about the fact that my sister-in-law's wedding is on Thursday. Yeah. And if the Eagles win, that is the going parade. to be a shit show. So we're, we're still, we're still, listen, we're banking on the fact that the birds are going to win. But uh, last time when they won, they won on a Sunday, obviously. And then the parade was on a Thursday mm -hmm. because of there was some type of other event on Wednesday. I remember that. I don't know about this here. Let's hope it's on a Wednesday. But if it's going to be on a Thursday, it's going to be a shit show. Yesterday night, we got an insider source that confirmed that if they do win, no, they it confirmed? will be on oh, that's Thursday. A, that's a, that's 
because it's supposed to rain. I think it's supposed to rain on Wednesday. So they said if it, if they do win Thursday, is it? Yeah. So just, just a little background for everybody watching. So the gentleman that was on the podcast the other day, Alex, that's actually my father's partner of many, many years. His youngest daughter is getting married and she's getting married smack dab in the middle of the chaos yeah. in Philadelphia. <laughs> like you couldn't pick, a, you literally couldn't pick a worse spot. It really is. It's the worst. There's going to be a lot of oh. mean, green, angry, drunk <laughs> wedding crashes yeah, that day. I know they have a couple of security guards at the front doors of this, so you're not going to let <laughs> I any like drunk I can't get wait. In there. But it should be amazing one way or another. So hopefully they do win, you know, because that's going to make the whole wedding even more special. I should probably book a hotel yes. ahead of time, even 100%. though it's probably not even available. Just probably not. Um, just to say what I'm wearing today is I'm wearing a yes, stainless steel royal oak with a blue dial. 15400 with there the blue go. dial. Beautiful, classic, timeless, iconic, still one of the most in-demand pieces on the market. It is beautiful. Uh, I actually didn't wear my daily today, so I just snatched this one. Um, tell me about the watch. Do you know anything about it? Have you seen it before? Have you? Uh, I haven't done much research into it, but listen, I've been on record and we've been on record really uh, Push, not, not necessarily pushing IWC, but really bringing it to the forefront because we believe from a, a price point perspective, from a legacy perspective, from an engineering perspective, it is a fantastically made watch. Yeah. You know, its, it's roots, roots go back to the Air, Air Force and, and flying and, uh, uh, you know, John Mayer is a big proponent of it. A lot of other people are proponent of it. Basically, anybody who owns an IWC is a pure or orologist, an actual collector because they're not really diving into the hype stuff mm -hmm. you know it, obviously a lot of pieces don't really carry a huge premium over retail but in terms of bang for your buck something like an iwc portuguese or perpetual which is heavily discounted is one of the best watches you can buy secondary on the market because its price levels have pretty much got to the point where it's not going to go higher or lower it's a very very steady brand mm -hmm. right it's not there's not a lot of waves up and down it there's there's a whole collector class that that's behind them and tom brady's i think a fantastic ambassador for him I remember hearing something about the fact that Tom Brady has an ama amazing collection of watches that he cannot wear because he cannot be seen in public wearing anything other than IWC. Probably in the contract that that also reigns true for a lot of other athletes that have ambassadorships where if they're out in public, they can't wear any other watch. But then it's like, OK, well, I'm just going to wear something else at home. I that, mean, like that's it, what's know. the point? Like you're just yeah. in your kitchen wearing a different watch. I mean, even if you go to a private party, there's always the opportunity of somebody snatching a picture of you and posting it up on Instagram and you getting screwed. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for the money, some of these athletes are getting paid to be ambassadors. I mean, you always have to you, you, you'd have to be like the craziest watch passion guy in the world to be like, hell with them. I'm going to wear what I want to wear because I'm such a big you know, watch guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, they're paying him millions of dollars. Yeah. And I do be, listen, there's, there's, I don't want to say worse brands, but there are brands not as pristine, prestigious as IWC that you can be st stuck wearing. So it's actually a pretty, pretty healthy balance. Um, I actually just started watching that Netflix special Breakpoint. Um, oh, very cool. It's amazing. I mean, that show is just amazing. I don't yep. know if you've watched it yet. So, well, actually, when uh, me and Alex went to the US Open this year, um, we were with with the, a talent agent that actually represents a few tennis players there, and he took us kind of behind the scenes in Arthur Ashe Stadium where other players hang out, where they lounge. I saw Nadal, I saw a lot of my favorite players, and uh, I saw a huge camera crew walking around, and he pointed out that, hey, these guys are shooting what uh, Drive to Survive is mm. from, from Netflix. They're doing it in a tennis special. So I actually ran into all the players that were um, uh, showcased in Breakpoint, and I met the producers of the show, so That's it was amazing. pretty cool. So it's cool that it actually came out in fruition pretty quickly. Yeah, that was the first episode was about Kyrios, and Kyrios, yeah. I mean, he's an amazing character himself. Um, and it was a recent conversation about him becoming an ambassador, where he had options. Yeah. You know, of, um, 
Hublot was obviously one of the options, and Richard Meal was another option. Um, the terms, are, I'm sure, are not yet you know settled on, but it's going to be interesting to see who he goes with. Well, I, I would have to assume that the terms for Hublot will be much more favorable in terms of I think he'll probably get a better, bigger chunk of change because mm-hmm. I don't think RM really needs to pay out that those type of bucks for, for their ambassadors. They have enough, and they sell without their ambassadors. But Kyrgios is actually the perfect Hublot guy because he's kind of like avant-garde, hated by a lot, mm-hmm. loved by a lot. Sounds like the brand itself. You know, it, that, that's exactly right. He is almost the embodiment of what Hublot is, right? He's a great player. Hublot, and we've said this many times before, there's a lot of hate behind him, but they make a lot mm-hmm. of really cool stuff. So you can actually draw a parallel between the town of, of Kyrgios and the town of, of some of what Hublot does. Love him or hate him. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Let's move on to our next goat. Next goat is LeBron James. So Oof, that, that one's going to ruffle a few feathers. Wow, you don't think LeBron James is a goat? Oh, listen, it, he just he just beat the the, the I know. record. I, I, my thing, my thing with him is is listen, I whatever he's accomplished, it, I have more than more than I can say in words how much respect I have. I do believe he is the best player to ever play the game. Now, there's arguments to be made. He's you know four and ten in the finals, and Michael Jordan six and zero, oh and whatever, whatever. It was easier. It was easier to play today versus back then. I kind of brush that stuff off to the side. It's kind of, it, I think it's a generational thing. If you didn't watch Michael Jordan play or if you didn't watch Kobe Bryant play, you're going to say that LeBron James is the best. Eyeball test-wise, I think he's the best. He's just he's a six-foot-nine specimen, and at 38 years old, he's doing what he's doing. I mean, numbers clearly don't lie. Yeah, 100%. You know, he just broke the record. I won't. I will, I will not deny it. I think he's the greatest. So he ends up wearing a watch that I know you're a big fan of. It's an open-worked black ceramic AP Royal Oak. Yep. Um, you know, during his press conference after breaking the NBA scoring record. Yeah. Um, tell me about the watch. Tell me, you know, what your favorite thing about it I'll, is. I'll find you. I'll, I'll tell you a better story. I uh, actually kind of spoke about this in detail on yesterday's um, unboxing, or actually no, on camera, some somewhere. There's a lot of cameras. It looks really bizarre. <laughs> I had a client that actually wanted to. He was in between two watches. He was trading one watch in, and he was in between two watches. He was in between the skeleton openwork tourbillon that the 50th anniversary release in stainless steel and he was in between a black ceramic royal oak but specifically the perpetual he's a big perpetual guy back and forth back and forth the day that lebron won press conference black ceramic that's the one he went with that makes perfect sense even though it wasn't the double balance it was still a skeleton perpetual same thing black ceramic. it is a beautiful watch uh, so LeBron James scored a two-pointer with seconds left of the third quarter to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Uh, he does have a history with AP as a one-time ambassador for the brand yep. with limited editions in his name. Obviously, we've yep, seen yep. all the LeBron James you know, spe- special editions. Uh, he seems to have a soft spot for the double-balance models as he's been seen wearing both frosted and stainless steel models in the past and now the black ceramic. Um, he actually he walked into the game without a watch on and then walked out with this watch on. So this was like, obviously, he matched his entire outfit. He was wearing all black. Um, but this was his celebration watch, the fact that he knew he was going to break that record. With a market price of approximately $350,000, he could definitely afford it. I mean, LeBron, if anybody can, it's definitely LeBron. Oh, he gets it at list. Yeah. He's not. He's, he's oh. one of the first people. Like, the other day, he was wearing, you know, Tiffany just came out with those dunks, mm-hmm. or Air Force Ones, Lowe's, whatever they were, the yep. Tiffany color. I mean, he had to come in with that. Yep. Some custom, maybe one-of-one jacket, and the Tiffany paddock. And he was the, one of the first ones to have it. So, not only from his AP collection, but, listen, he was one of the first people to have the 5711 Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And I think paddock, you know, kind of segueing in the paddock from AP, was genius in doing that. Because what they did was, if you saw the 5711 Tiffany, the first ones you saw were of some of the biggest names yeah. in in enter- sports and entertainment 
Uh, Mark Wahlberg had one. Leo DiCaprio had one. Ed Sheeran had one. LeBron had one. That's all you need. Oh, Jay-Z had one? Jay-Z had one, yeah. It's actually funny. So if he was an ambassador at one time with AP, yep. I guess he got out of that contract, allowing mm-hmm. him to pretty much be an open, you know, a, a freelancer. Like, he yeah, could, yeah. you know, he, what's it called? A free, uh, free agent. Yeah, he could be a free agent um, and have, you know, protect, you know, kind of give him a watch. You could have anybody. You know, he wears a have, coral red Rolex as well. You know, yeah. the market, you know, retail price is $6,500 watch and he loves it. Has he <laughs> wears it all the time. Has he been seen wearing any Richard Meals? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I know, you know, we, we know a close buddy who's he actually purchased a few from and he's wearing an 1103 Jeanteau. I've seen him wear a McLaren before. I've seen him wear a multitude of things. So RM, okay. Paddock, AP, Rolex, everything. So he's with everybody he's in with everybody i think that's man. the way to go rather than just his commit collection to one. is deep man real oh. deep um what's the watch actually trading for in the secondary market the double balance yeah. the ceramic uh roughly you say you kind of 350s on it was at 350 it's more between three to 350 pending condition what was the highest point to reach do you remember yeah probably 450 when it wow. came out yeah amazing Let's move on to our next goat. Now, this is probably one of my favorite goats. He's, you know, not a. Uh, I'm not big in sports. Yeah. I am big into hip hop. Jay Z wearing Paddock's most expensive watch, the Grandmaster Chime 6300G, at the 56th Grammys. Uh, how about uh, he was also wearing a samurai? He was wearing an RM47 samurai during the performance. Really? Yes. Because I, I, I did see wearing, something that he changed watches. He was wearing two different watches. So he was sitting there at the table rapping with the samurai, comes off, tuxedo and all with the Grandmaster Chime. That is like, that is just a solidified goat move right oh, there. Oh, 100%. Just like, that shit is so far. <laughs> Love it. I can't remember what it looks like. It's, it's literally, it's an RM Turbion, black case, yeah. rose gold sides. With a samurai. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like a actual yep. I was wondering samurai. if it's like swords or, or just the samurai. Yeah. Um, it is Patek Philippe's most expensive watch yes. at around $2.2 million. At, at, at MSRP. At MSRP. Who knows what After it's market for. price is about $8 million. $8 million. Wow. That's significant. Yeah, man. The fact that he has this watch. Now, this is not something that was kind of loaned to him to wear to this. This no, is the same it. watch that he wore three years ago for P. Diddy's, or I guess Diddy's, or Love, whatever we want to call him, 50th birthday party. So this is sitting in his watch case for the last three years, you know, just getting knocked around. He wears it whenever he wants. And he pulls this out on the 65th Grammy night, um, I guess, knowing that it's going to be a hit. Jay-Z's watch collecting journey is very very much indicative of his hip-hop journey and what i mean by that he has always been the guy to transcend time and be the first to do something right uh in hip-hop and in watch collecting he was the first guy to really in my opinion roman says arnold hell no jay-z put ap on the map mm-hmm. jay-z put richard mill on the map jay-z put hublot big face rollies on the map after he starts rapping about it or showing mm-hmm. it boom it takes off like literally like you can you can you can just watch it happen if tomorrow he comes in wearing he did it with the cartier crash yeah recently yeah, he did yeah. he literally like a, a watch that you know nobody knew anything about would look at like what is this ugly like melted thing mm-hmm. he wore it and that thing triple quadrupled in in, in price yeah, and then kanye and then kanye started kanye wearing started wearing it. it a few other people started wearing it he is in my opinion he's the goat in watches because of what because of what followed suit after it? He, I remember back in the day when I first got into the business, he wore an RM27 to the US Open. I'll never forget that picture. People were like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Boom. And all of a sudden, he, he, he's the first one to do anything. I mean, he put Sapphire, the RM Sapphire on the map. He, he had a piece unique blue. He had a piece unique uh, green. The blue was crazy. Jay Balvin went after it. A couple other guys yeah. went after it. Maluma went after it. All yeah. these guys followed, followed suit. 
So he's he a is, trendsetter when it comes, when it comes to hype watches, for sure. Uh, that's what we got. These are our top three goats in the last few days that have been seen wearing these amazing you know, yep. watches. Let's talk about a fourth goat that's not mentioned yeah, here. So I, uh, bring it up. Yeah, something I wanted to bring up. And the fourth goat in this conversation, and I don't mean to boast or brag. Actually, yes, I do. That would be us at Luxury Bazaar. And in large part, thanks to you and this, uh, this podcast, which has been successful, we kind of went out of Avi kind of went out of limb Avi has a uh, tendency to like he's always thinking he's always he's he's very very creative much more creative than I could ever possibly be but the engine's always turning it's like what do you think if we do this let, let, let's give it a try I think our fans and supporters were like all right yeah let's do it you know you never know if something's going to work unless you try it and I think I think this has been successful thus far I think it's picking up momentum it's not an overnight thing like you've of mentioned course, uh, that being said I'm going to segue that into the gray market series, our social media push and everything we've done and how that has transcended how people do business now. And what I mean by it, I had a few people text me, it's like, dude, everybody's biting your shit. And instead of me getting mad or coming after these people and say, copycat, like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know what, this really works. And this is, this is, this is the new wave. This is the new way to do things. Coin flip tosses, live negotiations, mm-hmm. TikToks, Instagram. We were the pioneers of that. Yeah. Right. This is a completely new, completely new element because the whole mystique behind our business was lack of transparency, mm-hmm. transparency. People didn't want, you know, dealers or clients didn't want people to know what they were doing. And we're like, all right, no, we need to show this. We need to yeah. you know, showcase ourselves, showcase our personalities. And like there's a few other big watch channels that are doing, but I don't think anybody's doing it to the level and scale that we are actually showcasing. Yeah, there's people that show what they do inside their store and live negotiations and business. But we show how the business is run. We show employees coming in. We show employees getting fired. We show everything under the sun. We go to travel and meet clients. Nothing is scripted. Everything. Something happens. Boom. Cameras up. I mean, this, you know, so congratulations on that. And congratulations um, to you too. That makes us the goats in, in that conversation. I, we were the first ones, we're the pioneers, and I hope everybody remembers that. You know, I think everybody that is, you know, reproducing similar concepts, it's just respect. You know, like it's showing us that we could be or we are trendsetters in a certain, you know, developing a certain way of business. And the fact that other people are doing it, I just see it as, as love. You know, yeah. like it's, you know, I hope somebody does it better than us and maybe we can copy from them. Well, actually what it's, what it started to do, and this is not a new thing, but you know, you had channels like TPG or TPT and, you know, we kind of helped and guided people along mm-hmm. the way, which is fine. Friendly competition is good. But when these other competitors start gaining steam, we wouldn't be where we're at without them at any point, even though we were the first ones, because what happens is it's called competition, right? And you want to, uh, oh, wow, that was really cool what they did. Let's try this. Mm-hmm. And the engine is just constantly turning. So I'm kind of behind the scenes on all that because I'm just solely f- focused on the business and that's what I do best. But with you and Roman and, and all the creativity and all the things that go behind the scenes, it's, it's crazy. People, people really don't understand what it takes. Dude, the amount of staff that we brought on, the amount of yeah. money that we spent on this, you know, I would have never imagined that this was, you know, I, I, when I picked up the phone and called Roman and said, hey, I have an idea for you, you know, and I was just driving by the office to my office, I never imagined this would be what it turned into be. Now, I do believe that a rising tide raises all boats. So mm-hmm. everybody is doing the same thing. Everybody's doing well. That's bringing a lot more awareness to the industry itself, to watches, specific watches. What we do, we do to build credibility. We want people to know us, trust us, feel like they're, they're, they're friendly with us, like they connect with us. And it works on a level that has never been done in this industry because 
you never knew who you were buying from. The guy could be sitting in his mom's basement, you know, selling on eBay. You know, there's no no trust there. So we're, we're overcoming it's, that. It's, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there. I, I think that what this has allowed us to do, even though we've been in business for many years and our name's been known and Luxury Bazaar was, you know, on Google, one of the first pages that come up. Over time, we tried to switch websites and we worked with a company that kind of screwed it all up for us and we just went from the top to the bottom. So like, all right, well, we need to reinvent ourselves somehow. And we did. And to... And to a level that we never thought even possible, the amount of exposure that we've gotten and the trust, that is the key. Mm -hmm. People have told us on numerous occasions, I want to do business with you because I see you on a screen, I see what you're about, and I trust you. And at this point, quite frankly, we can't really fuck anybody over anymore. Because, you know, not that we ever did. It but would be pe- too public. Like, that, 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 this is solidifying the fact that if you're actually a public face now, that gives you that much more credibility. Yeah. Um, and again, it's only the beginning. We're just starting. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, we, we, have, we have big plans, big scaling opportunities. We want to go into other cities. We want to hire more people. And I'm just excited. I'm, I'm overwhelmed <laughs> a lot. I feel Over, overwhelmed a lot. We're growing. And it's like we're, we're, we're trying to like seep it all in at once and, and, and do the best that we can. But I think we're moving at a healthy pace now. I think with the crash of the market that happened in 2022, that allowed us to kind of hit the brakes a little bit. Simmer down, settle in, operating procedures, build while other people's were, while other people were collapsing. Mm-hmm. You know, we took the risk on, hey, let's hire more yep. because this is going to pay off the dividends in the future. So, congratulations to us. Congratulations to us, the original goats. Yes, the original um, goats. Let's uh, all hope and pray that the Eagles take it this weekend. Go birds, guys! And Adrian, thank you very much for taking thank the time you for to sit down me with me. And congratulations again on, on the. Short success that you've already had, and I can't wait to see the future. Me too. This is exciting. Guys, if you it's, like this episode. It's a, wor- it's a work day, but I'll cheers with a Celsius. I mean, it's work hours, but I'll cheers with a Celsius for now. <laughs> uh, we'll cheers later on for with something more serious. Yeah. If you like this episode, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, write us a review. Let us know to continue doing this. This is still a test, running this every day to see how much you know you guys like this. So do us the favor, show us you know some love, and we'll keep doing this every single day. Have a great day. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thank you for the support, guys. Take care.